0: Vintage
1: Sand. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Team Vintage Sand operating out of Vintage Sand, Sir Lemaire Studios, south of 14th Street. And uh, we're going to open this week with an unusual musical interlude. My interpretation of the soundtrack of the movie we're going to be talking about, which is Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Ready? Everyone ready? I expect silence and respect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause till the end, until the, the final movement. Yeah, that's about a third of the film, a soundtrack
0: like that. But sorry, you Jocelyn. Must, you, <laughs> you, you must admit, though, when when there were certain moments where it did add tension to the film. That one note? I don't
1: know. I don't know, man. Well, the soundtrack is one of my big complaints. But anyway, we get ahead of ourselves. First, here we are. And minimalist. The 20th anniversary of the release of one of the most polarizing films ever released by a major director. This is a film that has and it's also a film that had so much weight on it because of who made it and because of the fact that he passed away right before it was released. And of course we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut from 1999 starring Tom Cruise uh, Nicole Kidman, a surprisingly good Sidney Pollack who I usually don't like as an actor. Really?
2: yeah, no, he was very good. No, but I think he's a good actor.
1: Yeah, Alan Cumming was in there, too, I noticed. Alan the Cumming, yeah.
2: uh, the wonderful Swedish actress Marie Richardson.
1: Yep, Lily Sobieski, I, I... who uh, had an interesting part there. Um, and this is a film, I mean, full disclosure, this is was easily, and I've mentioned this before, the most single most disappointing movie-going
0: experience of my life, bar none. Because you like pugilist to begin with too, so I, I think. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, be, because we had waited twelve flipping years yeah. since Full Metal Jacket, yeah. and then three weeks before he's dead of a heart attack at seventy, and this is what we get. Well, well it wasn't three weeks before it was released. No, before it was done. Right. Uh, I mean, no,
2: he was. He had shown, uh, uh, Cruz and Kidman what he said was the final. Um, what he said was the final cut. He died a week later a week of a pack. heart attack. Yeah, but it was uh, a good four or five months before it was released, and he died in March, and it was released He's, in July.
1: N- right. I was going to say in the yeah. summer. That's right. I remember that. Right around the same time as South Park. There's yeah. the South Park movie, which I liked like much better. It was better.
0: a summer Christmas movie.
2: Wait, <laughs> I watch it every Christmas Eve. <laughs> that's that's not true. That's <laughs>
1: not true. Come over to Mike's house on Christmas Eve to um, confirm. The
2: Lion in Winter.
1: All right. Yes. <laughs> Is that your Christmas movie? Oh, yeah. No
2: kidding. And The Ref.
1: Yeah, that, I, that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. I could totally buy that. I've watched Die Hard because, you know, it's a Christmas movie.
2: I've never seen the whole thing. <laughs> Why should you? I like Alan uh, Rickman.
1: Yeah, and his one of his great bad guy roles. So you know, and of course, the film was also notorious because it still, I believe, holds the Guinness record for the most days of continuous film. Yes. It does for hundred yeah. days of yeah. Tom Cruise
0: and Nicole Kidman it out of circulation. Take otherwise, after take after take after take after take. Yeah, and I mean, they. Uh, I think there's one one moment in the movie that also holds the record for number of takes. Right. It's it's like ninety
2: seven takes yeah. or something. Yeah. It
0: was something very simple. I think him going in. Was it going into the hospital? I think so. You mean
1: just
2: to get... Oh, really? Yeah. Something like that. But that's like a nothing scene.
1: Well, he
2: does that for a lot. I mean, he did that in uh, The Shining. Yes, I know, But There's that story about
1: Jack Nicholson... uh, Telling him enough. Yeah, with the the scene where Scatman Crothers gets killed with the axe Mm -hmm. and... Guy was like seventy-five years old, and Nicholson said, "That'll do, Stanley. He got seventy takes." Yeah. So, and, and I don't really see the benefit. It doesn't feel like a film that's been worked on for, four, been shot for four hundred days. No. It I, well, no
2: film would. I mean. Yeah.
1: I. I. I you know. And and this is going to be fun because Michael likes the film as it has something like a seventy-five percent rating on um rotten on Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Really? And yeah. Oils. Yeah. It's
0: mostly mostly yeah. favorable. I think the movie has become more favorably reviewed over time yes.
1: also, which is true with all of Kubrick Everyone, no one got 2001 when it funny, came out it's
0: funny though because I feel the opposite about Kubrick I used to like Kubrick a lot and over the years seeing the movies over again I like him less and less why except, is that, do you think? except for Barry Lyndon I still, love, I still love Barry Lyndon maybe and maybe. when I
2: saw, first saw Barry Lyndon in college I loathed it and now 30 years later i like it
1: i appreciate so. the technical work done i mean the camera work and the oh it's uh, beautiful the it's lighting brilliant. especially shooting in that in and, the in the uh, available light is just I, stunning i will you know?
2: always love doctor strange love I, yeah. I can't tire that
1: well and, and you know there's a special place in my heart for the first you know his first two big ones the before he became you know quote unquote Stanley Kubrick yeah uh, The Killing Pants and uh, Path of, 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 of Glory I mean, yeah. which I The Killing yeah, because I like them both. there yeah. he's just telling his story, stories stories yeah. about people and but I think the problem with this film and we were just discussing it is for me because I I hate it even more than I did back in 99 is that it is a film about that trying to deal with the depths of human emotion, specifically tied around the idea of marriage, mm-hmm. made by someone who, at least to external, you know, to his movie-going fans, has no clue whatsoever about
0: well, human Well, you emotion. definitely get the sense of someone who never left his room. Right. <laughs> you get that way about all his
1: films. Well, that's what I'm saying. And one, so it, why... It doesn't... It
0: doesn't I, I'm sort of in between the two of you. Which is I, perfect. I, I, I felt... Review, you seeing it again. I kind of felt the same way I did when I first saw it, which was, well, I don't think this is a great movie because at the time there were people who did think, yes, when it opened, it was a great movie, it was right. a masterpiece. There were other people who, like yourself, who hated it. I
1: think Roger Ebert gave it like a 3.5 oh, out of yeah. 4. I mean, yeah, yeah, he liked it lot. Yeah. a lot. And I respect him. I was,
0: I was in between. I was like, well, it's, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's, I think there's some good moments in it. I think where it really goes wrong is when it gets to the so-called orgy, this oh, yeah. this, uh, this, this Lord. sort of, well, and not only that, but then there, all of a sudden the movie becomes, well, wait a minute, what is this movie about? I thought it was about exploring the, the relationship between husband and wife and th- th- trying to resolve their problems, and all of a sudden it becomes him trying to find out what this secretive Sex cult is you're in danger. You're yeah. in terrible danger. Yeah. It's like what from what? What what happened? What you know? It's like you put two movies together and didn't really work out either one. I yeah I and especially given it, it, it felt
1: look he he it's based on Schnitzler's mm-hmm. Tram Novella yeah. which I hear I
2: understand he made a lot of changes
1: right
0: but well, it, he, well the two major changes are he said it he made it modern well, obviously. and obviously. also very non Jewish yes yes and and said it during Christmas time because but the they also,
2: also there were uh, I wouldn't mean there were a lot of other things, but Schnitzler especially with the character of dr. Doctor Harford,
0: um, and supposedly I, that's sort of a joke, is on that? Harrison Ford, yes, yeah, because yeah. he
1: wanted Harrison. Be- and but part of what makes I've never read the Schnitzler novella, but it's supposedly it's, very hard to find. Yeah, and it is you know their Jewishness is lends them an outsider status that gives everything that goes on a little more resonance. Whereas right. you know right. Nicole, these these two characters are as inside as you can get. Yeah, I think I think it. I think it would have been interesting if they had been African American or a gay couple or something yeah. that might have yeah. pushed. But again, 1999, yeah. and it, it's you know Schnitzler was writing under the influence of Freud. It's you know the whole what do women want and Nicole Kidman's always yeah. saying, oh, if only you men knew. Yeah, I mean, how many times is that line? Oddly
2: enough, I've been talking to a lot of people about this film since mm-hmm. I knew we were going to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, so far. John and one other person are the only men I know who don't hate this movie. <laughs> I, everybody I've talked, every man man I've talked to, loves this movie. Women, on the other hand, are more evenly
0: divided. I, I guess. Well, I think a lot of people don't like it simply because it's it's a slowly paced movie.
2: Well, so's two thousand one. Yeah, that's, that's below. You know, so's Barry Lyndon. So's
0: <laughs> The Shining, for
1: that matter. Yeah. And 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 even although well, in spite of the weird structure. Um, Full Metal Jacket is oh, kind of slow too. Oh, The Last Hour. Yeah. Is,
2: I can't even tell you what The Last Hour of that movie is about. Well, it's, it's, well <laughs> it's, the, it's
1: the assassin picking off the members of the platoon one by oh, one. Yeah. And shockingly, because Kubrick is always so good with women, the assassin in Full Metal Jacket turns out to be a woman, a young woman. Well,
2: well,
0: well you could almost say girl. She's uh, so very she's a girl. Young. That
2: is another thing that I read. Uh, several of the critics who I've been reading online have been women, or who really, they say they like the movie, they get it. Da-da. It is the first Kubrick movie since Lolita, where well, there's been an interesting woman character.
1: No, you're not going to give me Marissa Berenson. Yeah, no, no I guess not. No. <laughs> I will not. No. And, and Shelley Duvall just no. kind of screams ah, and, and tries yeah. to protect. No. Yeah, exactly. Shelley
2: Winters is the last, maybe only character. You want to count Gene Simmons and Spartacus? Well, don't. No, no. Spartacus (laughs) is
1: off the table. That's what I decided already. Not a Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But Marie Windsor's character in the in uh, the killing. um, You know the.
2: Okay, well that's even. But but that's before Lolita. But she's. I'm saying since Lolita.
1: No, and there's no women in Paths of Glory except the, the German singer at the right. end, who's his wife. And
2: Clockwork Orange, I mean... Rape victims. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And there are a, a couple of women showing up here and there in Strangelove, you know, climbing out of the general's yeah. bed, Yeah. you know, and... And that
2: is one of the things I noticed when watching the movie again. And I, I'll, I'll admit, I have a copy of the movie. I have not watched it in several years. So I thought there are really... Besides Nicole Kidman, there are interesting women in this film, in characters. I really love the scene um, with the woman whose father had just died. But all of a sudden, she's like, I love you, I love yeah. you, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. But then what happens at the very end? Her fiance comes. Carl. And what's unusual about the fiance? He looks he exactly looks, like, like Tom Cruise. a little taller. The same, <laughs> with the same type, which is not difficult. Oh, but he—you he, yeah. couldn't get a
1: known no. actor who looks as physically yeah. alike yeah. as Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, he first optioned the rights for 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 the Schnitzler novella in '68. After after uh-huh. 2001, and um, if he had made that, then, if he had made it then, it would have been. Daring, it would have been transgressive. It would have been interesting. Now it just there are so many gratuitous boobs and other dangling female body parts in this film. It it felt to me like just like a dirty old man, you know, doing doing what he thought was erotica.
2: Why do why why do you think though? And maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I've just been taking a sampler, but or, although I've been looking at articles written by women, why do you think women possibly like this movie more than men?
1: Well, because at least there at least Nicole Kidman gets that one monologue where yeah, she but it's expresses more, her sexuality. It's more than
2: that. It's gotta be more than I that. I mean that's the liking the, a movie.
1: The opening it, the, the the dance with the uh the you know the eastern european guy you know straight out of central casting you know and his first line i wonder why this pickup line is women would, you, would you, see if this pickup line would work on you have you
0: ever read ovid
1: i mean for real someone wrote that line
0: kubrick or frederick Raphael? maybe he thought it was one of his the one of the best screenplays that he had oh
2: for God! Well, Raphael did write a couple of very good screenplays yes. in the sixties. Yes. Right. No, no, Kubrick thought this, and um,
1: uh, Two for the Road. No, but it's the, this this Freudianism, which would have been daring in
2: '68, yeah. is already passé in '99, and
1: in 2019, it's almost laughable.
2: And and yet people are. Uh, I was reading another article about it. People, uh, filmmakers, are reevaluating it. Um, Christopher Nolan. Your hero. I mean, it's he said. He said, "I." When it came out, he hated it. Now that he's middle-aged, he gets it. He understands it, and he's more moved by it. I. As Soderbergh said, the same kind of the same thing. He li- he did not like it on in in its initial release. I mean, I have to say, and if we're talking sheer prurience, I mean,
1: you know, the opening <laughs> shot. The other problem is the opening shot is the best shot in the film, which is all of Nicole Kidman butt yeah. naked. Yeah, Yeah. All right, which is as good as good. Literally, of, I mean, literally butt naked. Yeah, I mean, if you, <laughs> you, I can't think of a better way to begin a movie than Nicole Kidman circa 1999. <laughs> oh, well, Robin. I think
2: that's why a lot of people, and I'm not saying just men, were so disappointed in the movie because of the hype Warner Brothers was doing. They made it sound like it was well, going to no, be this, so, this. What's so funny, funny
0: about that, though, is the fact that Warner Brothers, after Kubrick died, kind of sanitized the original. The well, they had to yeah. to
2: get an R rating.
0: Yeah. But the, orgy the only scenes... reason
2: they did that, and yeah. without an R rating, unfortunately, you can't open up in ninety percent of right. shopping yeah. centers. No, and yeah. the
1: orgy scenes are the least titillating or or there's erotic. I don't think there's anything
2: titillating in the movie at all, frankly.
0: Well, I don't think I don't think the orgy scenes were ever meant to be. I don't think they were titillating either. or oh, erotic. But, or but but, I, mean, I think it, it was. I, I mean, definitely not for a gay man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, and
2: there's that.
1: I, 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 what, what was your reaction to the scene where, where he's sort of assaulted on the street by that group of college boys who uh, call him fag and question his sexuality? There is,
0: there is a story behind it. I don't, who knows if it's true, but supposedly Kubrick did that scene to, yeah. to nudge Cruz because the, about the rumors about him being gay.
2: And they were very big at that time. But, it, yeah, but it, it just, just, it's just dropped. It's
0: yeah, well, not... Yeah, a, of course.
2: No, I think I... I would there was pe- no reason... And I mean, then, and I,
0: I get the sense, generally speaking, that Kubrick didn't really like actors. Probably not.
1: <laughs>
2: he liked Peter Sellers. Uh,
1: but there yeah. are some people that he got good performances at of oh, yes. you know, Malcolm McDowell yeah. and even Ryan O'Neill and Marissa Berenson yeah. sort of acted above their yeah. station in uh, Barry Lynn. Pretty
0: much everybody in Doctor Strange. Matthew, yeah.
1: Mo- Matthew Modine in uh, in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. I mean, and certainly, yeah. you know, the casts of, uh, of Killing and uh, Paths of Glory. Yes. I mean, some great character actors there, you yeah. know, Tim Carey and uh, Joe Turkle and those people, and yeah. Ralph Meeker, yeah. you know, and, and you know, Bless him, Sterling yeah. Hayden, who's so wonderful. So yeah. he's not quite—that's th- part of the reassessment of Kubrick that he's not quite so terrible with actors as everyone says.
0: But I never thought he was with bad no. with actors. I, I, I think the I, I, thats his. I think, ra- I, mean, I think he's generally very good with actors, but I, that doesn't mean he likes them. them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they feel like chess pieces. He's mm-hmm. always yes. playing. Yeah, chess. Shelley you know.
2: Winters said something very interesting in her memoir about Kubrick. Um, because she really liked uh, working on Lolita. And when Clockwork, Clockwork Orange came out, and I think she didn't like the film, if I'm remembering, she wrote to him and said kind of sarcastically, why didn't you think of me as, as the rape victim who dies? I, I was available. Mm. And without getting the irony, Kubrick wrote back, if I thought you would have been right for the part, I would have contacted you. <laughs>
1: Now there's a man with a sense of humor. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know, everyone who's worked with him said that, you know, in person, at home, he was a lovely, genial, intimate guy, but That's it just does
2: not... Although his daughter kind of left him, didn't yeah. she? Well, mm-hmm. Scientology? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, there's that, speaking of Tom Cruise, when but... When did that uh,
2: happen? Uh, Before, between um, the last two movies...
1: Interesting. So uh,
2: so the basic you got should we
1: go, should we go through the story? I yeah, mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Cuz I do I, I, we'll I, I, here I for do hours. Like, I do so like the very... scene a lot. I, I like the scene at the party. I do too. Uh, oh my
1: god. But I, the, think, I mean the the but I mean, agree, even with the Hungarian guy straight central But Catholic? I agree
0: but I agree that some of the dialogue is Oy. like <laughs> Yeah, but also it kind of goes John, has it, you ever read Oppen? <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of goes with his character too. It's like he's just so, like, so ridiculous. Oh, my God.
1: And, you know... But I
0: do like the scene a lot between the two of them when, when she tells him about the fantasy he had and everything. But I think what's sort of off is you never talked about this before. Well, <laughs> no, I don't
2: think he talks to anybody at the very beginning. Yeah. You, you see he virtually ignores her. He said, you look great. doesn't even yeah. look at her.
0: yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. he, he takes
0: it s- for granted. Takes it for she, granted
2: twice. He's he's asked the name of the babysitter. We know the name of the babysitter. He can't seem to. Hear yeah.
1: it. And he makes it clear over and over to the point I'm sure of comic excess. He keeps showing everyone his little card that he's a doctor. Yeah. Right. Oh my right. God. And he can get yeah. in. And all we find out about Kidman's life outside the marriage is that she was in the art world yeah. as yeah. she's talking the art to Mr. Hungarian. Yeah. Right. So and that's it. So again, yeah. another objectified. Kubrick woman, like the hooker, like the woman who steps up and saves, you know, and and it it's so it's so Madonna core. I mean, also, going back to the
0: killing <coughs> women and you know the orgy scene too. they they're more so objectified because everybody's wearing masks.
1: I mean it mm-hmm. it's just boobs hanging out and yeah. you know even it's okay it's enough already in the scene where he at the beginning at the dance where at the party where he comes up and saves the woman who OD'd I mean Kubrick's got the camera on her breasts for like right, 10 yeah. solid minutes Yeah. okay I mean yeah. why they're they're, they're you I, go. You go back to the killing, and there are two main female characters: There's Elisha Cook's wife, who is pure evil, who ends up getting right. everybody killed, right. you know, out mm-hmm. of her selfishness. And then there's Johnny's girlfriend, you know, Sterling Hayden's girlfriend, who's a saint. And he never moves past that Madonna saint thing. I mean, he doesn't. He's not a grown-up man. How See, can I even, don't. I
2: don't think the woman whose father died fits into either. either. But she just kind of throws
1: it in, in the in the Schnitzler. There is a there's a build up to that. We see more oh, you read the book? No, yeah. I was reading about it. As John says, it's almost impossible to find. Yeah. Um, there's apparently a build up where there's a, you know, a friendship develops and then, you know, she confesses her love. Here it's just like, oh, he was a very brave man and now he's dead and I love you, I love you. Yeah, already. yeah,
0: he just kinda gives her platitudes. It's you almost get the sense he could care less, but he, yeah. he feels obligated to go.
2: I, I really thought that was a terrific scene. Actually I watched it twice. Oh, <laughs> that's with uh, her
0: oh well it's it's hard to watch though yeah but i think in a and good way so i think good. in a good way it makes you feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i think that's what it was supposed and to and you
2: know. know who was originally playing it played in that part
0: no because she had she had to
2: leave because she had other
0: movies because it took so long
2: jennifer jason
0: lee oh no had that role. no mm. i can't see that at all no that would have been weird yes it would yeah but this is better yeah this no, season. but I mean there
2: are certain directions. I've seen her in Bergman movies. She's very good.
1: I mean, we had this discussion about Tarantino. Um we could have that discussion very easily about someone like Oliver Stone who's notorious for yeah. uh, not treating his female characters too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except in Heaven and Earth, which is one failure in that great period. Um but I mean go through go through Kubrick's work. I mean, the only full I think Michael's right. I think the only really reasonably developed almost human, semi-multidimensional character that's a woman is, uh, is Shelley Winters. Is Charlotte Hayes yeah, in, yeah. Uh, and in Lolita. she's really
2: good in that. Too. Yes, she is.
1: She is. She really is. But again, Sue Lyon is, I mean, if that's the character of Lolita. That's, yeah. that's how Nabokov wrote her. I mean, you know, the ultimate yeah. object, you know, and they're not in strange, they're nowhere in 2001. And no. as we said, you rape victims and scared moms all the way, the rest of the way through. So, the, so here's my question. Do you think Maybe the women that you've spoken to believe that somehow Kidman's character and her expression, her genuine expression of her sexuality and her desire and her drive was a step forward for Kubrick.
2: Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, is she, is she really that well-developed a character, though?
2: I don't know if that's the only reason. Well, she that, does... That the w- women she who i talked kinda,
0: to... I mean, after he leaves mm-hmm. to go to the, the, the doctors, you know, mm-hmm. to see the the, that family. She's barely in the movie. Yeah, anymore. you see her only, only twice. I mean, I mean, the moment is pretty funny when he's with the, the prostitute. And she calls and she's eating cookies and says, when are, are you coming home?" <laughs> but but like, wh- what was the point of the prostitute scene? I, I, I don't. Well, it's it's just a series of temptations. Is he going right. to take the like, next I step? G- I guess. And you know, but, but you know, it's but it's all that's why that's why I think the movie really goes wrong when it with with this this sex cult or whatever because suddenly it's like well I thought the movie was going to be about them working out you know the the problems in the relationship and it's right. like and then you throw this like she, thriller motif in here right so they they so the story for those of you who have not seen
1: it and look it's Kubrick it's worth seeing period anything that he did was worth seeing it's it's Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman married couple he's a doctor she raises her family and uh, they go we see the first major scene is at a party uh, thrown by their rich friend uh, played by Sidney Pollack and,
0: and well, I'll stop you there because it's I find it very hard that those two guys could be friends
2: well they really weren't friends he yeah. was, a, he was his doctor really. he was, he was a, a patient, patient. Yeah. 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 yeah he said yeah. this is what you get for making house calls
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah.
2: they're not buddies
1: yeah and while they're separated these two young and that was supposed are, are, to
2: have been Harvey keitel Right. Remember <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. which work? Sydney Pollock. Oh, oh. Yeah, Harvey Keitel had worked on it and he couldn't he couldn't do another two hundred yeah. days, so yeah. he left. And
1: uh, she gets hit on immediately by this as I said, this Central European straight out of, you know you know, it's you know, it's Paul
0: Lucas from nineteen forty three, like you know. Or, I like Paul mm-hmm. Lucas too, but a very uh, a very Tacky Smarmy. Smar- uh, right. What's his name? Zandor something? Yeah, uh, Sandor Zabost. Alright. And you know,
1: <laughs> he's like, How how could a beautiful woman like you be married when they're, you know, when anyone in yeah. this room would have you and blah 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 blah. Yeah. He's and, hitting on her with really bad cliches. Right. The Ovid line just killed. Her. I almost <laughs> turned it off after that. Um and t- meanwhile Tom Cruise goes upstairs. Uh don't
2: forget. Tom Cruise hits He's on flirting with, these flirting two, with girls. two girls yeah. that he had helped on a a so
1: he goes upstairs, and and a woman has OD'd that Sidney Pollack's been having having sex with, and we presume we presume. Well, his 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 trow is dropped, so right, uh, yeah. um, and uh, he brings her he brings her back, and they go back home, and she's really transgressive and smokes a joint. I guess in 1999 yeah. I don't remember nineteen ninety nine. I guess that was transgressive, and she gets a little high, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> (laughs) again you just get this feeling that Kubrick never left his room what a naughty little boy I am well I think
2: I think I like the Chris size and she's she's
1: got and she's got the the joints rolled in a
0: band-aid thing get it yeah it's like mm. I think Kubrick was kind of an isolated nerd
2: he was isolated of course he was isolated he never left England right Yeah. that's part of the
0: well he never left his apparently never left his little part of England Uh, I don't think I mean the,
2: the, the, the fact that he had to go through all of this ridiculousness to recreate the streets of
0: New York, I know, I and see, they and they look like a stage set, but I, mean, I like actually kind of kind of arid stage. I kind of like that because if well, I think if it actually
2: kind
1: of works with the movie, right? Yeah. If you're going for the dream thing, yes, then you make it look like a dream. That's yeah. why Full Metal Jacket, yeah. which was also shot. On um, pine, you know, in Pinewood Studios, yeah. mm-hmm. not in and any jungle it. anywhere. And it it does it. look it, but it. But then it becomes sort of this piece, this meditation on war, not a, not another Vietnam. Well, what's film. so
2: weird about? Uh, and here I, I'm cutting down something you like about it. There's, there's first a, a shot of a second unit director, obviously New York. Right. And then... <laughs> right, and then there's yeah. fake New York. It's but like, why do both? Why not? The only moment that really yeah. got to me emotionally
1: is is when he, he goes to the prostitute's house again to make it up to her. He's got a De Robertis pastry box. Yeah. And for those of yeah. you non-New Yorkers, oh. that was our great mob-run pastry place yes. on, on 11th uh. Street and First Avenue, and they're gone now, no, and I know. we missed the Best terribly. cannoli in the city. Oh. Yeah. I best. I think Venerus was the best, the best, but there you go. No,
2: I, I agree with John. They, they I, were uh, really good yeah. 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 Not only that, but the atmosphere.
0: Right, you is, had that
1: the, real mob atmosphere. Oh. It was like oh, not, was not only that, but it was the the, sh-
0: the, there was the original building. They hadn't changed anything I in know. that space. It was all like from like over 100 years ago and as soon as you walked in, it was just the atmosphere and the smell. It's just oh, it was wonderful. So and and a family-run business.
1: And, so when they're back home and Nicole, Nicole smokes a joint and they're talking about you know the the respective flirting that's been going on, and she tells him this story that the year before they had been what was it, in Cape Cod, Cape Cod yeah. right? And they were walking in the hotel, and she caught the eye of this young naval officer, right? And she said, at, says something like, you know, at that moment I would have given up everything, you, our daughter, the whole life, everything for him. And you know, Tom, the rest of the film is really Tom Cruise's response to we that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and we keep see, but Cooper keeps showing it to us as it's flashing by in his mind in blue yeah. you know with the blue yeah. well that's
2: because I Tom come. Cruise is such a limited actor well you have to do I mean that is my problem with the film it is the worst casting in the world Tom Cruise to uh, paraphrase Dorothy uh, Parker <laughs> on, on Catherine Hepburn yep. in the lake runs the emotional gamut from A to B, with one exception, and the movie he made, I think, afterwards with Magnolia. Magnolia, absolutely. That's the one time. Which is absolutely And I don't that know is. if, if P.T. Anderson gave him drugs or what happened. Because even when Tom Cruise tries to act in something like in uh, um, Tropic Thunder, he's dreadful.
1: Oh, he was terrible in that. But Robert Downey made up for it. But that's a whole other episode. Yeah. But I'm talking um, about just Cruise.
2: Cruise yeah. is... And looking at him, it, it just... He, looks, he doesn't even look like he could go to medical school. He doesn't even look like he's out of college. Yeah, yeah. Right. But
0: it, 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 need, it, really, it really should have been someone older, which I think makes is why he is so threatened by yeah. what she tells him.
1: Right. You know what yeah. it was like? You know, I, did you guys see Brooklyn Academies uh, when been, Patrick Stewart played Macbeth?
2: And, I saw it in London. And
1: I first I thought, Macbeth. Macbeth is, is in his 30s. You can't, have, but the oh, whole, no. no, but having a old, much older man, yeah. then when she questions his virility and his sexuality, it makes much more sense than it does even if they're the same that age. That was the best Macbeth,
2: that, I, Macbeth I've ever seen on stage. That
1: was extraordinary. So yes, it would make sense if he had, mm-hmm. it's, it's the uh, unbearable lightness of being problem. Yeah. I yes. love Daniel Day-Lewis in that, but he was way too young. Way too yeah. young. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And in the original
0: story, is supposed actor. to be, it's original story, it, it is someone who's it's older. But yeah.
2: even if it had been a younger actor who could act.
0: Yeah. And, he's and, so limited. And, and, and actually, throughout the whole thing, it would make more sense. All the different temptations he has, it makes sense that, for an older man. But, and, why, say, and why, the, why the wife also has this sort of insular life. It's because the older man is, you know, yeah is basically is insecure. is insecure and trying to keep her from meeting younger available hotter men.
1: <laughs> and and so he he's run into this
0: piano player at the party who conveniently is a friend of his from medical school
1: who dropped yeah. out yeah. and he goes to see him play and he ends up long story short going to this orgy out in Glencoe I'm pretty sure that looks like the same mansion as in uh, North by Northwest
0: it's it was not that's that's yeah. Westbury Gardens where the right whatever but was, again North by Northwest.
1: Kubrick gets to fulfill his sort of you know 18th century fan. you know he yeah. was always eight- he loves yeah. the 18th century yes It keeps showing up it's in the chateau in paths of glory in the bedroom in 2001 in the terrarium you know in the music it just keeps coming back and so he's in danger and everyone's in masks and he's not supposed to be there and what's the password could we think of anything more pompous pretentious or screamingly (laughs) obvious than fidelio what (laughs) what's that Oh, I think it's an opera by Beethoven. Yeah, it is. But it also means faithful. Oh, you see, because yeah. it's a that's a rat on the balcony kind of moment, yeah. my friends. Yes. It really yeah. is. Yes. So, and he goes back, and then, and then when he comes home, Nicole Kidman is sleeping, and there's a mask. On the pillow, which is the exact copy of Billy's... No no, 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 that's,
0: head. he, she has, that's when oh. he F- gets honey. has, that's, bef- that's, later, that's, oh, that's, that's later, that's he he later, he comes, in the film. he comes back, and he puts everything away in that, that chest, oh, or whatever, whatever. He, we we hide guys, every, yeah. he hides every. he hides everything, and she's having, and the next day, he finds out about the girl, who's Right, yeah, but she's having, she's having a, a nightmare. Right, which she turns tells, out to be the same as his dream. Yeah, and well, she tells him about the fact that she's been having this dream where she's having sex with all these different men and he's watching and, he's, and she's laughing at him.
1: Again, <laughs> if that came out in 1968, that would have been pretty transgressive
2: and interesting and shocking. And now we're like, Yeah. I wasn't shocked by the film. I was intrigued. When I was watching that film the first time, I thought, I have no idea where this is going to go. And,
1: and it that's what I like about it. And lucky you, it doesn't go
2: anywhere, so you save well, yourself the trip. <laughs> but it did. No, I disagree. It did. It
1: did. I, I, we how it? Come on, Michael. The worst. I, I, I nominated for the worst last line of any major
2: movie ever. I disagree. Well,
1: there's only one thing we have to do. What's that, honey? Fuck.
2: I disagree. Fade. Cut to black. Really? Yeah, I, I have a lot all of right. worse lines. Go ahead. Well, all right. So, p- Sweet de- bird of youth, you, you go straight to hell. Makes no sense. All right, but de-
1: de- <laughs> de- defend that defend that line to me. I'm not going to defend the lie. All right. It's, I, terrible. I'm just, it's
2: terrible. It's not. It's not. It's, they're... Their relationship is, is probably the only thing it's, it's based on is sex. It's obviously not good companionship because it seems like they don't really like each other much. Well, and there's another
1: thing. There is no chemistry between them, which, may, which is odd for a married couple at the time. But that yeah. may be the way well,
0: Actually, though, that's, that's uncommon with actors where they know each other so well yeah. that when it comes on screen, because they have to reveal themselves so much that it just doesn't work. And sometimes you ha- you see that you see more so-called chemistry on screen between two people that might not even like each other, because they're they're able to assume different identities through the characters. Yeah. So I I know that makes sense. But
1: what? How are they changed as a couple at the end? We've been I'm on not, this journey for two and a half. I'm not hours. saying they
2: necessarily changed. What I'm saying is, that, well, Cruz has changed. I think Cruz is. He's going to start paying more attention to that I now? suspect,
1: yeah. Wow, that's optimistic. Of, unusually optimistic for you, our resident curmudgeon,
0: Michael Adams.
2: Well, I mean... It's possible. It's I possible. possible. I, if it I, I to another actor, I would I imagine, have said yes. I
0: imagine now that you will eventually be unsatisfied with him. Well, yes. In, an, in a number of ways. I mean, the fact that she said that she had an art gallery tells you something a lot more about, like, mm-hmm. how did these two get together? Did they meet in college? I... I couldn't even begin to imagine... She lost the bet. You know, was she someone... (laughs) (laughs) With Mimi Rogers, I guess. For those of you who don't know, Mimi Rogers was Tom Cruise's first wife. Who said that Tom Cruise should have been a priest. Wow. That's a recommendation right there.
2: Well, he had long bouts of celibacy, she said. Self-imposed?
1: or. Great. If I want that, I can see Joker. I mean, you <laughs> oh, know, Have you seen that yet? I did. But, well, did you see it? Yes. Okay, we'll have to talk about that. Did you
2: like it as much as I did?
1: Uh, <laughs> I was disappointed. I hated it.
2: Um, I liked him. Uh, I didn't even I thought, like him.
1: I thought it was a terrible a cross movie.
2: between Al Pacino and Sandy Dennis.
1: <laughs> now that's a sentence you folks will never hear anywhere else but on vintage Sam You treasure that one because God. it deserves to be. Try tre- to figure it
0: out <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Work it out in your mind. He, he had, th- he had get, both, get, their tics. <laughs> both their ticks. You cannot
2: see that. Both their ticks. I thought he was dreadful. But anyway, that's no, another and, movie. And, 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 you know, and you it's you not know, even worth talking about. You know, it's so
1: Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. I came
2: out of that movie not wanting to go see another movie ever. Wow. That's how much I hated it. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> you, next, next, uh, next month we're going to be talking about uh, the Scorsese film about the Irishman, and we may want to delve a little bit into Scorsese's recent comments about uh, about comic book films. Which, and, I, uh, boy, you know,
2: I totally agree with. This isn't even a good comic book movie, though, Joker. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's
1: uh, a... Next episode, next episode. So I, I found the entire... I thought all of the nudity... I assume it meant to, meant to be
0: erotic. I found it completely I gratuitous. It yeah, I'm not I I, I will d- disagree. I don't think it. it hmm. I don't think it. So then, what was the point of it? Oh, I think he's just trying to create the fact that the, he went to an orgy, or whatever. But I, as I said before, I do think that's where the movie goes wrong because and it only it got suddenly takes this lousy t-shirt. It suddenly <laughs> takes a turn. It suddenly takes a turn in this supposed to be some sort of like mystery thriller type movie. It's like, huh? I did not like the orgy,
2: and a lot of people are saying and. You know, I think it's possible, too, that if Kubrick had lived, he might have <laughs> reshot it's it. It's possible. It's possible because it. he was known for editing up yeah. to the
0: last minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he... he, he you, think, be, you think he actually would have reshot it? He might have. Yeah. Because
2: it's it's so clumsily done.
0: And so, and well, the so part that I really I, I, I will say, hey, is that part when he first walks in and all in the circle with, yeah. the, oh, come with on. the chanting and the like, the, <laughs> the, the with the, this, this, I thought whatever, of it it was the Rosemary's the staff, baby. The yeah. staff. If and, you like, want to each, see that done like, right,
1: everybody see Ari Aster's Midsummer. Which also involves a ritual involving a sex, scenario, and yeah. and it's, it's so much smarter and done in so much better, and with a slight sense of humor too, which is uh, which is
0: interesting. Although there uh, is some humor at the very end when he's asked to leave, and they're playing strangers and the Night. yes, yeah. I mean the music, <laughs> but,
2: but and the cab. He said, <laughs> "Well, the cab." He brought a
1: cab up there.
2: Everyone else you, brings their up. Your taxi driver is waiting
0: for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> there was some humor, and, and, and I also dry
0: dry humor.
1: Yeah, you know. but I, I did for once in Kubrick. I didn't love the music, and I and I love Chris well, yeah, Isaac, and I love that yeah, song. Usually,
0: he's known for his his use of music. A- I
1: mean, you know, the Chris Isaac song that that is associated with film, "Baby Did a Bad Thing." It is just it's, it's Kidman, so literal.
0: Supposedly, Kidman is the one who chose that. Wow,
1: so he shame her. I mean, if you want to do... He should have done it in 2001 and just done, you know, 18th, 19th century classical music. He's he's nice and safe there. But I didn't like any... I mean, the jazz music is really cheesy and... Uh, I, I would agree. Unusual for him because he's usually flawless in his, uh, in his selection of music. So, yeah, I mean, when I fall in love at the party, I mean, get it? There are so many get yeah, it I moments. Know. And that's... Again, unusual for Kubrick to underestimate the intelligence of his audience because this is the guy who made 2001, which is possibly one of the most demanding films on its audience ever released by a Hollywood studio. And and Clockwork Orange as well. Well, I mean, there are... I think
2: Clockwork Orange is a great movie when I saw it as a 16-year-old. I think now it's a cartoon.
1: I, I don't know what... Well, here's my my final thought. I was trying to think of, you know, a, a, a grand metaphor to compare this to, and I came up with Golden Corral. This movie is to sex what Golden Corral is to food. It's <laughs> plentiful, lots of opportunities for it, and ultimately kind
2: of icky. I've never been to Golden Corral. Well... So, so again this, that's the
0: that, that the the cruise carrier is constantly tempted nothing ever really happens and I don't I don't know what the purpose of right. that is
1: and uh, how, it's, it's
0: kind of I, I would the movie's sort of like a I don't know a sketch it's like the sketch before the the final painting like like maybe if he had lived longer maybe he would have reshot scenes and re-edited I don't know but it's not it's not fully developed. Right. It does it just feels like it doesn't go anywhere and his his, his And I do think it suffers a bit from Cruz. First of all, yeah, it, it, should all been, it should have been it should have been someone Cruise. older. But there, George Burns and Gracie the, Allen. But there are but there are <laughs> moments where you can see like like Cruz, if in doubt, smile. Say goodnight, Nicole. <laughs> like he has like a bag of tricks. Oh. He he, and it's you know, a small bag. In, he reaches into it like, and like, when there were certain we moments heard. where that could have been interesting with maybe a, a much more I do not versatile understand actor. It's like if in doubt, smile. I'm, I'm Crow's movie star. I just do not understand.
1: There were some <laughs> things I liked about it. I
0: uh... and I, a completely different direction. Have you ever? Have you? Seen some of the conspiracy theories about the movie, the, whole, the Illuminati thing—that this is what what Kubrick was really trying to say. Oh my! And that God. there's so all like, sorts of symbolism in the like movie, like
1: Mozart outing the Masons in the Magic yeah. Flute or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Conspiracy yeah.
2: theories. Yeah.
1: No collusion. No collusion. No no collusion. No right, collusion. and of course that—that's the scene with pool table with um, with Ziegler with uh, Sidney Pollock at the yeah. end. When you know it was all done for your benefit. It was all a setup. It was yeah. all uh, it, why. Yeah. Well, we don't know. And if that's true. And at that point, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I
2: really don't like Sidney Pollack normally as an actor? Yeah. Oh, I like I him in lo- Tootsie. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, because he's great in Tootsie. I think
2: he's amazing in the Woody Allen movie. Um, *Husbands*. Oh, and, wives. and Husbands and Wives. Yeah, no, okay. I thought he should have gotten nominated for that, actually. I think... It's, I, I generally like him. I think I like him better as an actor than a director. He's a good, solid He's Hollywood director. He's a good, but most of his films have not aged well, except for Tootsie. I, um, I mean, have you ever have you lately tried to watch Out of Africa and stayed awake?
1: I had the farm in <laughs> Africa. Yeah. No, I, mm. no, I. We, okay. do, we three talked. Days about the, the three Days well. of the Condors. Three Days of the condor is good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but there were some things I liked about the film I like, but th- and then we didn't get to the scene where you know he comes home and there's a his mask his which mask. He, mm-hmm. yeah. he tries to return the costume the cape yeah. and everything and the, and the mask, mask is, is missing, missing. And well
0: that's a, that brings up something too is like uh, this guy must carry around thousands of dollars on him he's constantly shelling out Not cash money, yeah. right <laughs> he insists Somebody on paying Domino the prostitute uh, even though yeah. they don't have sex and
1: yeah. you know uh, yeah. Because his wife calls. Uh, who we then find out. Who was, right. was, uh, And the Kenomes,
2: they didn't take credit cards, did they? No.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding? That was a cash-only business, man. Those guys did not cash fool only. around. Um, I, you know, there's... It, it looked like... I was laughing because it looked like the cover of Billy Joel's Str- The Stranger album. Which is Billy Joel mask. sitting on the bed with a mask on the pillow. I was like, oh, good, they're Billy Joel fans. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Or, or not for he, the
2: Phantom of the Opera,
1: right? And he sees the mask on the pillow and just immediately confess t- tells her everything that's happened in the last uh, last twenty four hours. Once again,
0: well, I think, think if you had would. had a
2: better actor, it might have worked.
0: Very possible. That that I will I, definitely give you that one. Well. I, mean, I so think he, want, uh, he wants to tell her. He, it didn't, I think he would have told her even if she didn't find the mask. But
1: the, the symbolism is... I don't even call it... So- yeah. I, I know a lot of sophomores who are very smart, so I'm not going to call it sophomoric. That's an <laughs> insult to good 10th graders everywhere. I mean, the <laughs> mask on the... Oh, and, and Nick, the piano player, says, you know, oh, everyone always wears masks. Yeah. See? Because that's like a deeper line about... Right. The human condition, man. Yeah. It's like and again, daring for Schnitzler, maybe dare in nineteen twenty six when he wrote it, maybe daring in nineteen sixty eight if it Well so he
0: has then. that line too, it's like, oh the women there and it's like, but you just said that they put a blockfold on you. <laughs> it wasn't uh, but he made. Well, he
2: indicated that he Right, it was not on so you could
0: see right. through it. Yeah, yeah. I know. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, beautiful, you know, the tracking shots, you know, with the steady are gorgeous. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. that's that's his that's his, that's his thing. thing. Yeah. Although it's interesting, there's a lot of handheld in there that what I found really annoying, especially in some of the bedroom scenes. Uh, I, I love the color. I love that blue that's always like on the outside. Like, Every room they're in outside is that sort of beautiful, bright blue, and then that becomes the background color in his fantasy imagining of her having yeah. sex with a sailor yeah. after she tell the uh, the naval officer after she tells him the
0: story. Supposedly, that the he chose to change the time of year to Christmas so that he could use the Christmas lights for the end for his for, for Barry Linden lighting yeah. for the, uh, yeah. uh, the He must have had some very powerful Christmas lights.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, because the original is set in uh, in Mardi Gras, right? And that's why that's right. right. That's what yeah. the, the Schnitzler is and set that's in with the mask, the mask exactly. Yeah. It's a carnival. Yeah. So, in summation, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it's Kubrick. It's obvious I, you
0: you hate it. I really, really, really
1: hate it, it. and yeah. and if it had come and Michael, you you know, again, my you guys both have serious acting training and experience. I you know, it may very well be that it's Cruise. That that had that's a, a big part. Had of, a better actor been in there, I, it I might think. Have if
2: been. a for me, if a better actor had been in there, I think it might be a masterpiece. But mm-hmm. but
1: for me, it's a story that goes nowhere. It's way too impressed with its own cleverness and symbolism. And I could think, you can say that about it. all
0: of Kubrick. That's people that's, that's, do. <laughs> that's an interesting observation. No, I, I yeah, Fidelio. <laughs> I mean, we're all very impressed
1: that you know the title of Beethoven's only opera. Good for us, yeah. and it means faithful. Get it? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's so that's someone in prison,
1: he Ooh. and again for <laughs> a for a director who, as I said, usually is is more willing than almost anybody else to leave things to the audience's imagination to puzzle things together. You know, like the ending of Clockwork Orange or um, or I. I what are we? But but that is a puzzlement because Alex is a horrifying character, and yet in the end, when he's undergoing the treatment and stuff, we end up feeling sympathy. And there's that moment. I didn't. Uh, that,
2: really, you didn't feel no. anything. I felt nothing, really. I mean, to me, that I, I've never read the book. I feel I should, but to me, that, that movie is so superficial. But but and but to for, me, not for a teenager.
0: Teenager, right. I loved it. Well, I was going to say when it, I saw it when it first came yeah. out, I was, I was a senior. I was a senior in high school, mm-hmm. and I liked it a lot. Yeah, everybody I saw it with, because I saw it with a group of friends, hated it. Really? Yes, mm. yes. But I remember when college it was it was showing again, and there were a bunch of people protesting. Who who? No, right. uh, no, no. Because, no, but because of the... that's possible. But but there were a lot of people who loved the movie. They were going back to see it several times. And I went to go see it, And I was like, I don't like this as much. And then I saw it again a few years later and I was like, I like it less and less each time I most, see it. Most women. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, well, obvious reasons. Well, I hate, reasons, well, I hate it. Well, it's, it's, I, I, th- I kind of agree with you. I think that it's it's just, it's not it's not deep. It's, it's, it's a very it really superficial it. film. Yeah. As I said, for a 16-year-old it's great. Well, and that's what Kubrick it has some bravura moments as far as directing skills. Yes, you know, and, nice. and the music
2: yeah. is well done. Yeah, and yeah, the use of the music It's excellent. Certain,
0: yeah, there's and there's certain moments like ah, oh, they're, they're just fun to watch the way he staged them. But let me ask you this. But I think I think that after Barry Lyndon, that Kubrick just kind of went in decline. But The Shining is a film that has incredible legs. I mean, really? it,
1: it, it has become a cultural touchstone I almost as much as 2000. I, I know a lot
0: of people think the Shining is great. I've only um, seen it. once. I've, I, I've only seen it twice. I, I, I think it's just basically a high-end slick slasher movie.
2: Slasher movie that's not terribly scary. Um, but well, I Steve, know Stephen King but, agrees, with, but, yeah.
0: but I think what's sort of interesting is that there are some critics who hate Kubrick. Who think the sh- think The Shining is a great movie? David Thompson. David Thompson, especially, yeah, he, he loathes, loathes. Oh, he loathes Kubrick.
1: Well, Andrew Saris, my my critic hero, loathed Kubrick. I mean, absolutely hated Kubrick because of this complete lack of any real. Human connection, which is exactly what we were talking about. Well, we yeah, were talking his, about well, his movies
0: tend to be up in the mind, up all up in the head. All you know, there's no. So then,
1: how do you fit eyes wide shut in with that? Because there's nothing. No, there's no food for the mind
0: here, maybe, unless it's Golden Corral. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he was deteriorating. Oddly you know. enough,
2: though, one of the critics uh, quotes Andrew Serres uh, in this article that I read, and it's and she said. Writing in the New York Observer, quote, Perhaps if Eyes Wide Shut just popped out of the blue without all the infernal hype and infomercials, I might have appreciated it more for its uncommon virtues.
1: Well, and you also have to wonder, you know... I think the, a lot it, of
2: critics were, were reviewing the... But she's making the right. point is we're reviewing the hype. Right, and it also bears yeah. the
1: weight of being a master's last film. True, yeah. and if it didn't have that, you know, if he had done something afterwards, if he had done AI, for example, or you know, had lived to do it, if he really wanted to, um, would it would it have a different place? But it dis- it's that much more disappointing because it's his final word yeah. as a filmmaker, yeah. and that's j- that's a. a, a, a a cardboard, uh, a cardboard tombstone, as we've said elsewhere in these pages. Did how, you how know? We, then, 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 you like Full Metal Jacket, don't you? Very much. You do. Because, it's a, because it's a film whose structure really bothered me. I, I've, no, I've, been, I, okay. I've been spending 30 you know, something years trying to figure out how the two halves of that film fit together. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something there that I'm missing. But I, it was—I th- I think it was really nicely. Although, again, no one was surprised when, as we said, the assassin who's picking off all the platoon turns out to be a young girl because I, I, it's good. Very Rick. I can't yeah.
2: even—I can't even remember <laughs> too
1: much of it. Oh well, the first half is Lyerma and Vincent <laughs> That I remember.
2: I remember the first half. The first half. The oh, well, er- well, he's great in it. Yeah, that's he is. iconic.
0: He's great in it. Private but,
2: pile, eat the donut.
0: That whole part. Yeah. But
2: the that. second half, I remember so little about that movie. And once again, I only no. I saw that one twice, so I should have. Uh, it's
1: worth. I seeing. do remember
2: the picking off, but yes.
1: Yeah. It's
2: so. Let me ask you
1: this: How would Eyes Wide Shut have worked had it been told by another director, by maybe even a female director? How would it have been different? Well, first
0: of all, there probably would have been male scenes, more scenes with Nicole Kidman, because basically after that. There's Those opening scenes, she's, mm-hmm. she's kind of non-existent in the movie except for a couple of quick moments.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so, which, which puzzles me more as to why your female friends <laughs> I, seem I've to said, like well, it. not all. Really, yeah, overall, no,
2: yeah. <coughs> I don't know, you know.
1: I mean, this is hardly a, a movie of, of women's liberation. Maybe they just like Tom Cruise a lot. I don't think so.
2: I doubt that. It could be. No, no, well, no, you know. no. <laughs> Michael will not accept that. No, it could be. that is part of the reason
0: why he's been a star.
2: No, I, I think the reason he's a star is that people, the same reason that Trump is president. I, I, I think people are idiots. And... Uh, well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <And> i <laughs> trying to
1: figure Except out... Except our <laughs> listeners, of course. You guys are an idiots. We love you. You guys are the smartest people we've never met. And Swear just, to God. I, I
2: apologize for all the Time Cruise fans out there. I do not apologize... Both of you. ...if, if, if there are Trump fans out there. Yes, exactly.
1: Okay, so, and... Um,
2: we've got a couple of...
1: Yes, well, so So let's wrap up on Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Our Our reopening the book on, last, uh, on, I, on I, I Eyes Wide Shut. White I shot.
0: do. I do. When I watch Eyes Wide Shut, I do feel like is there something I'm missing? I, I wonder if there's something I'm not completely understanding about the movie, and maybe it would be a a, a better experience for me.
1: I you see, I, don't I, know. I for me watching it again now and I am middle aged we're all middle aged and I I just felt like you know I felt like coming out of one of those porn theaters at Times Square in the 70s in a raincoat you know I just felt like <laughs> dirty you know it was I was
2: one of those people coming out <laughs> and, I, I I not, and I did not feel that way about Icewatch Michael church. actually was a consultant
1: for Joker on those Times Square scenes <laughs> in the 70s they they got it. <laughs> But that's a whole other—that's a whole other episode.
2: I was I, not a consultant on Joker, please. Yes, don't even um, joke uh, about it, that.
1: I, I i try. You know, it's Kubrick. Uh, you, it's worth seeing. If you've never seen it, it's worth seeing because it's Kubrick. And I think most
2: people have seen it. Even, I, if, you, if they're a Kubrick fan, you're gonna have seen it.
0: It's
1: not going right.
2: to make
0: any.
1: It's not going to oh, make it was, any. Oh, was a
0: hard ticket to get when I first opened? Yeah, yeah,
2: and actually, according to what I read, it did make a profit.
1: Yes, it did. I mean, which surprised me. I thought it. Didn't. Aside from the Shining, I think it made more money than any yeah. of his, his films. But uh, it's fascinating. Then, then I guess exit question on Eyes Wide Shut then is: to what do we ascribe this critical? turnaround that people are re like you were talking about Christopher Nolan. People who are watching it now again and reassessing well, He, he it.
2: indicated that it was he who had changed, not the movie. Interesting. Because he was older. That's what the quote if I can find Oh
0: uh, well yeah, because there's there are critics and other people mm-hmm. will now consider it a masterpiece. Which that I don't agree with. I and I'll argue
1: for Kubrick's genius with anybody. And I remember having discussions with... Andrew Sarris who was my film professor and, you know, talking with... And he said, my God, there's just no no people there. There's no human emotion. Mm. And I said, "But but it's cerebral and that's okay. It doesn't always have to be about... Human emotion, and at least it is aspirational in the sense of appealing to our intellect, as opposed to say Tarantino's complete lack of human emotion, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago, because he's focusing on on Saturday morning cartoons and breakfast cereal. Right? Yeah.
0: So I. It's, it's kind of interesting though, that Cyrus said that there is no human emotion, whereas in because because in two thousand one, what is possibly the most moving moment in the movie is when he destroys half, half? the Real. computer.
1: I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. <laughs> and he sings Daisy. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but it's not for nothing that the most human community... <laughs> <Daisy. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> we do weddings, communions, and bar mitzvahs, guys. Call us. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, I uh, I I really really wanted to love this film and I wanted to love it this time too because I was thinking okay maybe I was just disappointed because he had died and this was his last statement and it, you know maybe I missed something I don't feel like I missed anything it could be it could be Cruz I think a lot of it has to do with Kubrick himself you know ranging into territory I don't know any, we don't know anything about his marriage but no. after this I don't really think I'd want to <laughs> I mean it's 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 almost like a nature documentary. It's almost like like he's observing a foreign species, you know, and now we see the mating rituals of the human beings. And I'm not a human being, so I can sort of have an objective stance
0: on this. So, I don't know argue with me. I I,
1: I really want to love this. Well, movie. I will I
0: will but I I I I agree with you though that the orgy scene was not supposed to be erotic. erotic.
1: Well, what's the point of having a non-erotic orgy scene? Just Interesting conversation. I mean, well, <laughs> I know. the clothes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh,
1: people were very well dressed, not as well as dressed
0: as in Barry Lyndon, but there you go. True. Um, um, no, that's but that's why that's where I, I I keep saying it over where I think the movie goes wrong because suddenly it suddenly becomes this this mystery and, and him possibly exposing a. A cult, an evil cult, maybe a satanic cult, a but cabal, then, or it, like then
2: it uh, wasn't, Jeffrey. Uh, what's his name? Who? Uh, who killed, what's, what's the name of the guy who killed himself in prison recently? Epstein.
1: Epstein, Epstein, Epstein and right. then all, the, all yeah. of his
2: connections yeah. with the um, right. With the rich. The
1: and it is the Illuminati. Damn it! Yeah. You know, um, rich and powerful people. Yeah. I, I know, but I just. God, full of you know, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I mean, that's 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 my my ultimate take on it. And I wish it were different because
0: it is probably my least favorite film of his. Wow. Oh well, not I, me. I I, mm. don't, I don't know. It's hard to say what should be my least favorite film. My least
2: uh, favorite would have to be Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange.
0: See, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I... Should you should know, check it out I, again. I, I, I have it. If I watch it again, I,
2: Believe it or not, I have it. I don't know why I have it, but I do have it.
1: But it's interesting that Clockwork Orange has not enjoyed the kind of second life that 2001 has. 2001 yeah. is, you know, keeps moving up, 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 up I have to see it list. again. I
2: saw it three times when I was in college, and i got to be honest, each time I said this is very overrated. And I have not seen it now in 42
0: years. There are many critics that would agree with you that say it's it's that it's superficial and pretentious. But
2: I, I really want should see it again, as cl- of course,
0: out of theater. And yes, and, and I, oh, and I right. saw
2: all three times out of yeah, theater.
0: no, you have to see you have to see Kubrick in the yeah. theater. Just remember though that the whole scene with the apes was much longer when he first released it. Oh good it. lord!
1: God. Oh good lord!
0: Yes. Still the greatest match cut in film history, though. Yes. The Bone to the Spaceship.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, And and I
1: appreciate... And the Stargate sequence is stunning. And that he did all of this without computer or with just basic, basic, basic computers you know it's just incredible. But for me,
2: I definitely like Eyes wide Shut more than Full Metal Jacket or The Shining or mm. or Clockwork Orange. And I'd, I guess I'd have to say 2001, although it's been so long since I've seen that. Yeah. I really can't. The
0: one I the one that I want to watch that I that I like the most that I want to watch over and over again is Barry Lyndon. But not on TV. No, oh, I I kind of abhor. I can it. watch it I can watch it on TV. I, I love that but, um, but I agree but I agree. i it at the metro up on a Street. But I agree Street. you should see it in the theater. Yeah. 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 Kubrick was not meant but to be that, seen. But maybe that maybe that says more about me than the it does But it
2: it's it, it's funny I with that movie I remember seeing it with a whole bunch of friends in Minneapolis and everybody yeah. liking it except me.
0: That's because you're a curmudgeon.
1: This yes, we have well established. <laughs> but
2: now I I have arguments with a couple friends who say they don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I said, but you liked it then. I don't like it now. But I like it now. Why is that? And it, it usually follows with Tom Jones. Usually if people like Tom Jones, they don't like that one. I think Tom Jones is unwatchable. Oh, actually. see, I like. Yeah, him. I, don't, I don't. I like him like both. Jones. Well, because like you both. have
1: a crush on Albert Finney? Get That's over true. yourself. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That is. Yeah, I a, don't. That I is don't sad like but Jones. true. No, not sad but true. He was. He was great in that. I loved him. I just. I liked everybody in it. I think it's a fun movie. I. I, I don't Best picture, of 1963. Actually, I think it's sort of yes. Better than the birds. I think birds kind of wasn't sloppy. nominated.
2: <sighs> if you look at the nominees, How the West Was Won, Cleopatra. Um, even lilies of the field. I think America, America is the other one. And oh, I've yeah, never yeah, been able yeah, to get through that one. Oh, no. I think Tom Jones wins. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. But all right. And the Great The Great Escape was nominated too. Not for no, Best no, picture. It wasn't. No.
2: Sure. no. In those days, they only had five. It was. I don't think Great Escape got a single nomination.
1: That way ahead of its time. Uh, how many? How, many, <laughs> how, how, how many, Well, look. I mean, you know, we saw that in uh, in uh, once upon a time in yeah, Hollywood. We got to right. see DiCaprio doing that role. Yes, that's right. Um,
0: it would have been so much better if he had been cast in it. Yes.
1: Yeah, I like Steve
0: McQueen. I do not.
2: Uh, he's When he does good those kinds well, of roles, he he, he's good He's almost the Tom Cruise of his generation, except a little know, better. Well, Bullet.
0: Standable no, man. I I would disagree because I think he's quite good in Bullet, and I don't think that Cruz could ever do I think a he's role like a Bullet. Okay, oh,
2: I'll, I'll go along with and you. And I then. think he's good in Papillon too, which
0: is I slightly never saw more sure. serious. time. I
1: avoided time. It. it. It's uh, it, I I love the film. I
2: I actually got to a point where I went to I don't want to see Steve McQueen anymore. I just got tired of him. I just.
0: Yeah, well, and things didn't end well. There's Steve's. a moment in Papillon I always loved when he has that. The dream sequence and the camera like, twists around and and he's and the I think it's a judge who says to him like guilty, what am I guilty of, whatever I mean, it's like a wasted life. Yes, and you know, nice clash of
1: acting, yeah. good clash of acting yeah. styles with Dustin Hoffman and uh, that's a, who directed Papillon. Franklin Schaffner. Schaffner, so he did do something after Patton. There you go.
2: Oh, Nicholas and Alexandra. Both of them. <laughs> uh, that was right after, and he also did that. Uh, <laughs> well, when that he wrote both movies exactly. Yeah. And that uh, horrible. Uh, Were they wearing masks at the time? <laughs> horrible, George C. Scott. Can I play that piano note again? Hemingway movie he directed. Uh, Islands, oh, the Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Wow. And, oh, and his last movie, which is his worst, uh, The Boys from Brazil.
0: That's right. Oh, with Gregory Peck. We need to do.
2: We need to do on.
1: We need to do an episode <laughs> on on the seven on the seventies Hollywood new wavers who failed on Friedkin on Bogdanovich and Rappelson all those guys who disappeared while Scorsese and the others okay. moved on. We, like should, we should do that, that at some point
0: next yeah. year. Well, we all know Bogdanovich became very good friends of Orson. <laughs> Apparently, they were on a first name basis too. <laughs> he and he occasionally
1: hitch tagged along and <laughs> you know hitch. <laughs> Just irascible. Irrepressible, I would call him. <laughs> you just want to smack him in the head, don't you?
2: So, As, uh, as bad as he became as a director, he's a worse actor. But he, I mean, he...
1: Alright, like, we'll save that for We digress.
2: A, we really digress,
1: but, you know, uh, Last Picture Show, What's Up Doc, and Paper Moon was not a bad start. No. Nor, no. nor was Exorcist and um, and French Connection French for Connection. Freaking, so... Absolutely. Um... So, uh, necrology time. Yes,
2: I got one too before. Go, but, go, go. Uh, well, I just want to make a little statement because I was debating whether this woman really was important to film and I decided she sort of was. Uh, uh, Diane Carroll. Diane yeah, Carroll, yeah. 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 I, I was going to bring Diane
0: Carroll up. Because so, uh, More TV than yeah, Yes, she's with. known
2: for <laughs> TV with Julia, Julia and she's known for her stage work with 110 in the Shade but she did... She was the first Afro-American actress who sustained a career, basically. Yeah. Because Dorothy Dandridge, you know, out. Lena Horne was more of a singer. Right. And, you know, Hattie McDaniel was basically a character actress. Ruby
1: Dee also. Ruby
2: Dee, well, she came about the same time. Right. uh, uh, Diane Carroll was really before Ruby Dee. And she worked with uh, Preminger and Porgy and Bess. She worked with uh, Martin Ritt. In uh, Paris Blues with uh, Portier and Paul Newman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And yeah. she was a good I, actress. She, oh, yes. Very good actress. I
0: think a lot of younger people don't really understand the importance of Julia. It the was TV show because it, it, was, it was slightly because before it, my time. Well, yes. it, because it was the first time that an, an Afro American woman had a mm-hmm. lead role in a TV show. I mean, she. Yeah. The show was built around, around that character, her. and it was a it was a big hit. It was a hit, although I
2: didn't particularly like it very much. So, it wasn't
0: particularly funny. I remember first. too much. Of I it.
2: remember watching it. You know, oh, we got to watch Julia, but the thing, the one thing I always remember about that reference to Julia was uh, Archie Bunker, on uh, meeting um, the neighbor next door, Louise Jefferson, Jefferson, yeah, and not having anything to say, so he kind of goes. Hey, uh, how was that Julia the other night? Uh, and she looks at him and she goes, fine. How was Doris Day? <laughs> it, was a
1: sim- it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. I Just
2: remember that.
1: Um, we also shout out to uh, a strange career, but a wonderful actor, Robert Forster. Oh, I um, forgot. Yes, yeah. Who? Very odd career. You know, shows up yes. and in if guys, if you've never seen Medium Cool, Has, Haskell Wexler's film from really, '68, really good filmed movie. on location at the Democratic Convention in Chicago. I don't know how they did. That. I'd have no idea. Check it out. He is wonderful in it, yeah. and then. I, I, the reason I love, first of all, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, he. Did, are you guys Breaking Bad I haven't Bad
2: fans? watched it yet.
1: I'm going to. He he is wonderful. He shows up in this in the penultimate episode, and again in the new El Camino movie, and he's wonderful. But he gives my single favorite performance in a Quentin Tarantino film, in, and that is as the bail bondsman, Who, Max Cherry, yeah, and, and that's Jackie his
2: Brown. Oscar nomination. Wonderful, so unusually human for Quentin. I really liked him in his debut. Which one was? film? Of, uh, John Huston's Reflections of a Golden Eye. You know, yeah. I've never, I've never yes. seen that. Yes, it yeah. is. It's not a great movie, it's a wonderful book. Brando, right? Brando, Elizabeth right. Taylor. It's an interesting
0: movie. It's, yeah, it doesn't it's, quite it's it's work, and it follows
2: the book very closely. Well, uh, Julie Harris. where it goes wrong? It, it just. <laughs> Brando's good in it. He was, And he was a supposedly a last minute replacement for Montgomery Cliff. I
0: know a lot of people don't like him in that. Oh, at I all, do like him. I think in he's that. excellent in yeah. that. Yeah. So it's not a likable character. Turner
2: Turner has it on frequently.
1: And uh, ironic that Saturday night, our public television station here in New York was showing Chinatown because the last person we have to uh, mourn is uh, is the great Robert Evans. Robert Evans. The kid does not stay in the picture anymore. He's out, uh, you know, a uh, person who really had no business, given his experience being a producer, and yet yeah. Paramount discovered under-
2: by Norma Shearer for uh, that's right um, uh, the movie about um, her husband,
1: right? And and because <laughs> he looked like him, and but Paramount under Evans, yeah. you know, wow, what I mean, what, what do we have there? He what, would
2: make a good bio. I mean, have you read the obituary that I, I sent? Yeah, because I mean, he talked about ups and downs. In a oh career. Yeah. yeah, Oh my God.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the Godfather films and Chinatown yeah. and all those those amazing Paramount films from the early '70s all happened under Evans's. Yeah.
0: And we'll never really, I guess, never really know the true story of the editing of the Godfather because Evans was taking credit for oh the God. way it ended up, and the Coppola said always insisted is not, not he true. He took
2: credit for Harold yeah. and Maude being a cult movie. He had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Harold and Maude was buried, right,
1: and that's why it became a cult. Yeah. Oddly enough, yeah. but he they, either he was very lucky or his instincts were good. But you can't you can't argue with the product of Paramount under Robert. We Nubbins. do know
2: that uh, Blake Edwards probably didn't like him because that's the Robert Vaughn character in, in Sob. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew that. What are you looking up there,
0: John? Uh, uh, I was just wondering if there was anything in here in this book about. Because the for those of you who don't know the the, the general story is that that Evans always put out was that Coppola presented him had seen the dailies Evans had seen the dailies of what they were doing and Coppola gave him uh, a final rough cut that was rather short and supposedly there was was pressure on Coppola like you know you can't do this like super long movie and. Evans said something like, you know, Francis, what happened to role the, the rest of the movie? Where's, where's, you know, the atmosphere? And, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was, and it was because of Evans that all the other things were put yeah. back in and made the movie such a rich experience. They're creating the, the atmosphere and <laughs> the feeling of family and of Italian American experience. And I
2: would tend you know, not to
1: believe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Plus he was married to Ali McGraw, which is totally cool.
2: But Steve McQueen stole him. <laughs> that's,
0: that's right. That's, that's true.
1: Right. So there you go. Steve
2: McQueen. Must and had be- seven wives. We know yeah. someone who likes Steve McQueen.
0: And he was a cocaine addict.
2: Oh, yeah. Who was not it? it was Hollywood in the 70s. Yeah, but it brought him, it really brought him down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he more, ended and up being than, arrested. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, we, we we mourn the days when there were people, you know, whatever however much credit we can give someone like Evans, where producers actually occasionally seem to care about art and quality. And well, we how many producers would have given the go-ahead for Chinatown?
2: Right? Yeah. Right.
1: So, yeah. so credit where credit is due yeah, to the man. definitely. So, and that brings episode 16, which we didn't even entitle at the beginning, which entitled... Um, reopening the book on Eyes Wide Shut. Get it? See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> the book. That's why I make the big money, people. I mean, Careful, you're going to get an encore. The theme of the, the-, of the uh, soundtrack.
0: <laughs> See, I have it. I can make a living doing this. But um, we all do like the uh, the use of the opening of the Shostakovich What? The, the, the Shostakovich piece. The, the saxophone uh, piece. Michael oh, vault. <laughs> Um, God, I wanted to love that movie. Um, so anyway,
1: our November show will be, as I said, uh, something tailored around Martin Scorsese and the imminent release of, you know, what seems to be the capstone of his possibly, his possibly, his yeah, incomparable uh, career. And that's uh, the Irishman. So looking forward to that. Also, you know they're showing Godfather Two on a big screen. Yes, yes I know. I I know. We yes. may have to go Return see that. Classic is pushing yeah, that. we may, I might. may. have to go see that.
2: I usually do. Whenever they either one or two is playing on a big screen, I usually yeah. show
0: up. It's only showing for a few days. Just three days. It's yeah. the monthly. I think we may. I,
1: I've never seen it on a big screen.
0: Never? You've never seen it on a big screen? Oh, oh my god! I was nine. Don't so?
2: attack me. But you have scarred me terribly. <laughs> But it has shown... I would have I shot two. my little sister in a robot. I was eight when uh, the birds was at the theater. And, and it hasn't
1: affected you at all. Well, a little bit.
2: Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little Fortunately, bit. Fortunately, it hasn't <laughs> impaired my social skills at all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just a little. Maybe just a little.
1: That and seeing seconds when you were 11. So, yeah, that yeah, that one is uh, a delay. We, we've,
0: we've, this has been good therapy for Michael, mm. I think. <laughs> yes. No, we'll you, have to see, today, you have to see week. it in the yeah. big screen. Hopefully, Coppola won't re edit it before he goes yeah, see exactly. it. Then. But you
2: should. Attack on the ending of Apocalypse
1: now. Josh, just Absolutely. This is the it. end. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen
2: Godfather 1 on a big screen?
1: Yes, okay. that I saw in Revival on a bit, but I've okay. never seen two on a big screen. Wow. So, um, yeah, you definitely... Saw three on a big screen. I was nine! What, <laughs> are my parents going to take me <laughs> to see that? Yes! Shown at this, it was showing <laughs> at the film forum a few years ago. I,
2: I guess. Yes. That's not
1: a big screen. That was a glorified TV screen. Wow. Well, right it was big enough. It was big enough. All right, all right, all right. Um, so as as uh, we, cl- we as we fly off into the sunset, we bid goodbye aloha yes. to our new friends, and we say that as usual, uh, this is a. Five Nines and a Four production. We want to thank Melissa for her production help and Gabby for the cool logo. Uh, please check out our website. W- leave us your feedback and suggestions, and we will see. We will speak to you next, having seen hopefully the culmination, the crowning achievement of Martin Scorsese's career. Yes. Not to put too much pressure on that yes, film, that's but that's right. <laughs> better be good, man. It's three and a half hours. That's yeah. a lot of three and a half hours. That's a lot of popcorn. But uh, we'll be better people for it. So there you go. So as we always. say say from Vintage Studios Vintage and Studios South Sir Le Maire happy watching and may your favorite films always be streaming